Warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause you to become confused as to what liquids you should drink and liquids that you shouldn't, such as liquids with volatile sensitivity to changes in temperature and or pressure, liquids that require two mechanical seals to stay put, non-lubricating liquids that produce gases and or solids that may or may not be abrasive, liquids that are seriously goddamn sensitive to agitation, liquids that react with each other to form a solid, which is an absolute nightmare, or limitlessly lubricating liquids a nightmare at the other end of the rectum. Spectrum, take it from Spoon. And lastly, anything at all consumed by... Should I drink that? Dot com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 114 for ShouldIDrinkThat.com. I am your host, Most Reverend Father Spoon, and it's been a while. It has. It's I, I think it's been since June. That's quite a bit to take some time off. Uh, actually, last time that we spoke, uh, <laughs> I was I think I was getting ready to go away again for the holiday, or I was just getting ready for the 4th of July. And I went on a nice little camping excursion up to uh, New York State, up by Chautauqua. And yeah, that was uh, that was a much needed break. And little did I know that, um, that I would come back to multiple projects, which is where I've been for the last two months. Um, a lot of people have been questioning what happened. <laughs> uh, best way to put it is uh, I just got incredibly busy. And yeah, the, the day job is definitely been kicking in some overtime. Kind of like what happened with Sick Puppy. His his job really took off with him, and I'm kind of in the same boat right now. But vacations are over. Holidays are just about wrapped up here, and um, and now it's finally time to get back to it. And thank you also to everyone at PodCamp Pittsburgh, PodCampPittsburgh.com. Uh, should I drink that was a host? Sure. I, I guess we hosted the meet and greet and the after party, which happened uh, on Saturday night. So the meet and greet on Friday night. Nice little mixer over at Wiggle Whiskey. Thank you, Wiggle Whiskey, for providing the, the space for us. Uh, and some kick-ass whiskey, too. Very good. Also, thank you to Jameson's for the Bacon Sticks and Kane's Saloon, in, both in Dormont, for the chicken wings that we had that night. Awesome food. Uh, and thank you also to Missy, Mike, and Amanda for being co-organizers for everything. You guys knocked it out of the park. We had a great time and uh, there'll be links to the different presentations I gave and some of the talks. I, of course, I talked about podcasting because that's kind of what I do. So check that out. Uh, it's like if you want, you're looking to get into podcasting, that's cool. I jumped in on the session with Sorg on that and also I was talking about uh, OG podcasters. There's a small group of us that have been around for at least nine plus years, especially in the Pittsburgh area, and have been involved with PodCamp since the beginning. So we got together, uh, talked about the current state of podcasting, where we think it's going, stuff like that. Moderated by Justin Kanaki, who is the PodCamp founder of Pittsburgh, and also Chris Brogan was there, who is the PodCamp founder. So thank you, Chris, also for coming in from Boston. That was pretty cool of you to take it. Appreciate it. So let's get down to the beers that we will actually the beer that we're going to be discussing tonight. I usually go against gimmicky things, but 
I'm happy to say that Will Wheaton is is pretty legit when it comes to homebrewing. Um, when people get celebrities involved for any kind of marketing purposes, it usually turns out bad. That's not really the case uh, the last couple times, actually, that uh, Will has been involved with stone brewing. And tonight we are doing the Woot Stout 13% ABV uh, from stone brewing, where him, Greg from Stone, and Drew Curtis, who is the founder of Fark, Fark.com, and also... I did not know this, the 2015 Kentucky gubernatorial candidate. So, Drew, good job, dude. <laughs> Whatever you're doing down there in Kentucky. So, uh, the bottle that I have tonight was actually bottled on 620, and I picked this up, honestly, probably within a week or so after it was bottled, which surprised the hell out of me for Pittsburgh. Uh, um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a shock. Needless to say, I did not expect to see this. And I've been holding on to it thinking, okay, I'm going to do a show. I'm going to do a show. And then life gets in the way and PodCamp shows up. And next thing I know, it is now the end of August. So without further ado, uh, this and the description from Stone reads as, this righteously flavorful Imperial Stout has been a favorite among our fans and us. Since its inception in 2013, in celebration of its third brewing, we've upped the barrel aging quotient for 2015. Adding to the mix a version of last year's vintage oh, 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 that we aged in bourbon barrels for a year. This whopping complex stout will sell her beautifully if you can wait that long. I can't because I've waited two months and that's more than enough for me. So let's get into this beer. Uh, like I said, it, it is an Imperial Stout, 13% ABV, and the IBUs are at a 45. And thank you again for everyone who's been uh, hanging in there waiting for oh, here we go, the latest episode of Should I Drink That? We're going to be kicking things up here. Thank you, Jason, from Pittsburgh Craft Beer Network for taking me over to the Brookline Pub, which is now the Pub and Poor House uh, for their, I guess, their relaunch, their re-grand opening. Um, supposedly, they're going to have some more craft beers. Their food was incredible. Oh, sweet Jesus. So good. So, so good. Uh, if you go upstairs, look for bartender Alex. She will treat you well. Incredibly nice. Probably one of the better bartenders that I've had in the area. Uh, she's getting up there with her craft beer knowledge, but she really can make some mean drinks. And they were good. <laughs> if you're in the area of Brookline, check that out. Pub and Poorhouse. Let's get to drinking the beer. So also, as part of the upgrades that we've been doing to the studio, uh, I have Sick Puppy's old kegerator is now in my house. It's in my position, possession. It's in my basement. Uh, it's ready to get turned on here shortly. And also, I have some more construction work being done to my basement. So I haven't actually been sitting around waiting for the next episode. Along with work and life and everything else, I've also been working on the basement so I could actually get an area to record that's like dedicated besides just my kitchen table, dining room table every once in a while, which my house is also getting painted and the driveway is getting fixed and there's new windows. It's like a ton of shit's been going on. So I, I do thank you for your patience and we are moving hosts. This is the last episode that will be on the current host, which is all back end stuff. So you really don't need to know that, but really cool things are coming. So cheers. 
Um, let's take a look at this, see what we have. Oh, wow, that's uh, slightly boozy. I'm getting a nice coffee aroma to it. Kind of expected that with, well, like with most stouts, but there's I'm getting a, a big presence of vanilla to it, a little sweetness to it, and I want to say black licorice, maybe? No, let's give this a taste. Oh, wow. <clears throat> okay, that's a little hot. Oh, that's a sipper too. That is, you're gonna get the, uh, you're gonna get a little alcohol burn on that. I think this is definitely, this is gonna smooth out over a year. I gotta find another bottle of this now and, and put it in the cellar. This is still very young. Um, the coffee is definitely uh, noticeable. The bourbon, I think, is sticking out almost a little too much on this. Stone is saying that also that there's a, a touch of alcohol at the end. Not 100% sure on that. Uh, I'm actually getting a lot of alcohol right up front. A little bit of vanilla, a little woody taste to it, which would, uh, would be the oak. It's not too thick. Uh, it's definitely smooth, but it's it's not as thick as I was expecting it to be. It, absolutely a sipper, though. You're going to want to take your time on this one. This isn't, especially at 13%, um, you're going to want to sit back and, and chill with this thing for a little bit. As it's warming up, though, I will say that the uh, the vanilla is coming out a little bit more, which is really cool, um, and a lot more of the wood. Ooh, but that, the burn in this, though, is just, I think it's a little bit too much for me right now. It's definitely something that uh, you're going to want to sit on for a little bit. I suggest you buy multiple bottles, so you can have one right now to try it, and then one uh, right down your notes, and then one to have a little bit farther down the road. This would really go well with, um, and this is something that I did with another stone beer. I like taking a lot of the smoky and the woody stone beers and mixing it with, uh, and having it with like a porterhouse for dinner. Every once in a while, I do like a coffee rub, porterhouse, or a lot of salt and pepper and sear the shit out of the thing. Because <laughs> I like a nice crust on, on my steaks. Um, so yeah, I think in the long run, uh, this is actually going to be a really great beer. Right now, though, it's definitely something you're, you're going to want to sit on. But one thing I, I do want to geek out with uh, really quick for you is, so this evening, I had actually picked up uh, Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery original movie from Walmart for like 14 bucks. So yeah, Kiss, which is one of my favorite bands of all time, and Scooby-Doo get together for a rock and mystery. Now, here's the cool thing. So I tweeted out a picture of this, the front screen and just said, uh, my kids wanted the best, so daddy got them the best. The hottest uh, mystery solvers in the world, Kiss and Scooby. And Kiss actually retweeted it for me. Now let me tell you what happens when Kiss does something like that to you. Not only do you get a ton of followers right off the bat who are asking about Kiss and kids and stuff like that, but you also get a lot of wackos who are saying you're exposing your kids to Satan and shit like that. So uh, anyways, that was a cool thing that happened tonight. And as always, Twitter lived up to its uh, lived up to its standards and had a lot of whack jobs getting a hold of me. I was thinking about that before I got this beer. As I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, I, I could really go for a beer right now. But kids and I were hanging out on the couch, having some popcorn, watching a good movie, listening to some really good music because Kiss is freaking awesome. And... Uh, 
and I've, I'm totally a believer now, and I wasn't before, that music and beer go together really well. I was, I've always been really big into music, and I've been big into beer, but I've never really tried to put the two together, and I never understood how Sam at Dogfish Head was saying how when he would listen to certain music, he would think of certain beers. Well, recently, um, I started getting into the Grateful Dead. Now, I understand that they're on their last tour, <laughs> and they've been around for like 50 years. But growing up, I, I couldn't stand the Grateful Dead because I always called people a bunch of dirty hippies that were basically into it, and that that just that wasn't my thing. Uh, well, I was, I guess I, I pretended to be a hippie. I wanted to be a hippie. I, I dressed it. I did I did the you know the work for being a hippie, but I also uh, came from a very strict Catholic background. So <laughs> while I had long hair and dreads at one time. Um, I just I wasn't listening to the Grateful Dead. I listened to a lot of Hendrix, a lot of Doors, early Zeppelin, uh, but it was mostly uh, Doors type ish, Doors ish music. I guess is what I listened to. A lot of bootlegs. Anytime I could get a bootleg, but the whole Grateful Dead, I guess, culture just wasn't really something that I was getting into. And I think part of that too was uh, people I knew who listened to the Grateful Dead were just stoned off their ass all the time. So that kind of took away from the experience for me. And they basically, they listened to it just so they can get tanked and, and stoned. So I didn't get into it. And then um, Melissa Bruno, who is now working, who was with Lavery and is now with uh, Erie Brewing Company, made a post about just uh, random post about listening to music and you know, just cranking it up and enjoying it and sing it out loud. So I started doing that. And then I started listening to the Grateful Dead a little bit more. And Uncle Crappy, who also uh, has a really great beer site that we'll link to, uh, he's always been a, a strong music and, and beer. So I started to listen to more music as I was drinking good beer, and I was I finally understood. So as the Grateful Dead's wrapping up their life, their final tours, and I'm just now getting into their music, uh, I'm trying to find other bands to get into. So if you have any really good uh, live jam bands that are not Fish or Dave Matthews, let me know. Um, I would love to find out. I know that a lot of brewers listen to music while they're, they're making beer, and I totally understand that because I also listen to music while I cook. So... Um, yeah, let me know some good music to get into. Um, most of my music is 90s grunge. It's Pearl Jam. Totally cool with that. Um, Foo Fighters, I listen to a lot of them, you know, Soundgarden. So I like the grungish stuff, but uh, a lot of good live music. It's like, a, I don't want to say it's live folk music now anymore either, but like Grateful Deadish kind of music. Let me know what I should be listening to and, uh, and I'll see what I can do with getting my hands on some. Or if you have copies of music that you can uh, let me borrow, that'd be fantastic also. Even as that beer sits there, it's still uh, it's mellowing out. But uh, I think the burn is just something that's got to be dealt with as it gets, wow, mm. as it gets better. Ages, I hope. Oh. As always, you can check us out on... Twitter and Periscope at SIDT on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. It is should I drink that Snapchat SIDT beer and untapped. You can find me at spoon as in the utensil S P O O N for should I drink that.com. This is the most reverend father spoon or even if it's crap, I drink it. So you don't have to thank you for sticking around. We are about to kick it up.
I really appreciate everything you guys have done and uh, sticking with the show. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know some beers you want me to review and uh, I'll make it happen. Or if you want to send it to me, that'd be awesome too. I'm always about that. Let's get some beer trades going on. See you guys in episode 115. Goodbye. Bitches.